Welcome to another edition of the CDG BizCast. I'm your host, Christian Gonzalez, co-owner of Creativity Design Group, a digital marketing firm in Houston, Texas. My guests today are Chef Jay from the After the Shuffle podcast show on YouTube and Lauren Hicks, my correspondent in the United Kingdom. Today we are going to be talking about the power of first impressions, how they can make or break someone when they're introducing themselves to a potential employer, a potential client, or anybody in general for the first time. We're going to discuss how this could be your best break ever or it could ruin you for life. I would like to start with you, Lauren. How important do you think first impressions are when you meet somebody, especially if it's somebody important? How important, on a scale of 1 to 10, would you say these are? 10. If 10 is the, if you mean it's 10 is really important. Yes, a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the most important. Yeah, I definitely think it's important because it um, shows you what your future is going to be like. So if you're um, spending the future with this person, doing business, relationship, anything, you've got to be aware of what they're going to be like. If they're like... So like the yeah, but then some people can be really nice on their first meet, but then they can turn out to be assholes. So sometimes you need to give it a few times to re- to get a gist of what their um, personality is like. Yeah, most most definitely, Lauren. I would That's... say the same. I, I would give it a an eight on my part. I would say I'd give it an eight. And why would you give it an eight rather than a ten? Well, like Lauren said, sometimes people can be manipulative or something. Like, it's never good to judge someone on your first date or your first business meeting. You always have multiple business meetings or dates just so you can feel that person and they're not like a clown or a fake or something. Yeah. That's very true. However, for some people, first impressions are what count the most out of any interaction. And this is especially true in the business world. If you're going to be going out to apply for a job, or if you run a business yourself like I do, you're going to want to make sure that you present yourself in the best possible manner. And this goes back to what we were discussing in our last show about free website builders. Remember how I said that free website builders often convey an unprofessional image of the business? That also applies when you're trying to present a business in other ways besides meeting in person. There's always usually a catch when something's free. That's very true. Stuff that's free usually is not free. Yeah. Think about that. Signing up for them to scam you, you know? Right. (laughs) As I mentioned in our previous show, if I saw a company that was using a free website builder that had ads all over it and it said this was built for free using Weebly, it tells me that they're not putting enough effort into making their business look professional. And professionalism is very important. That's how this rule that we're talking about now applies in the digital marketing world. Today, we're going to be more focused on how this rule applies when you meet other people or when you conduct business with people for the first time, and especially how it applies in the customer service world. Oh, definitely. Do you guys have any experiences you would like to share that involved having a good or bad first impression that has stuck with you for life, or if not for life, for a very long period of time? I don't know how to explain it really, but like years ago, I think it was in, it's not really a business thing, but in um, 2014, I think it was, this woman, she was overly friendly. Turn, to cut a long story short, it turns out she's one of the world's most prolific child abusers. Wow. But basically, she was really friendly, over-friendly, and then she tried to groom me to get to my children. 
And she's one of the oh. reasons I chose adoption for my kids because I didn't want her, want the worry that she was going to get to my kids because social services wouldn't protect my kids from her, even though she's nothing to do with my kids. It's funny as well because social let her have contact my kids one day and she was trying to make out that she was um, better than me. But she, my daughter, my eldest daughter told me that she let her go to the park on her own at the age of five or six years old. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And I used that straight away. I didn't even want this woman near my kids, but social services were allowing her to have contact with my kids. Don't ask why, but it was just, it was a crazy, crazy time. But yeah, she was absolutely batshit crazy, and she groomed me to get to my children. Because I think it was to um, make people think she's the best thing on Earth, but in wow, so that's a that's a very bad uh, first impression she must have gave you, or a good first impression, yeah, I should she say. Yeah, she worked at the, um, what's it called, the local hall thing where she lives down here, um, mm. and um, she works, um, I don't know, she works as a cleaner, but she makes out that she works with the children, which she doesn't. Like, sometimes people will act overly nice, they'll act like you're, they're your friend, and that you can be sucked in. Or they can just act really like manip. Well, you can tell the signs of narcissism early on sometimes, and sometimes you can't. Yeah. It sounds like she was using her first impression on you as a way of manipulating you. That's what it sounds like, and that can be very dangerous. And that's another important point that I want to stress. When somebody is is pulling a very good first impression that doesn't mean that you should automatically assume they have good intentions yeah you Definitely. really have to be smart and analyze people i'm very observing of people i always if someone tells me something whether it's a truth or not i won't believe it until i see proof sometimes i'll believe it if the person has proved they're genuine enough but like yeah with my neighbor linda she would say things and i would think that's too bonkers to be true but it turned out <laughs> stuff was true so but i'm very observant so i don't take what people say at first impressions genuine until i got to know them more or seen evidence that they're genuine that makes sense and I have a rule that if you lie to me once, I will never believe you ever again. That's that's yeah, another rule I have exactly too. Exactly the same as you, Christian. Literally, I won't trust anyone again. And like I used to give people chances years and years ago, but like now, people only get one chance with me. And if they fuck that up, that's it. The general rule of first impressions is that you have one chance and one chance only to make a good first impression. And that's why some people are good at manipulating others into doing this. The reason why is because they want to make sure they win you over. They think some people will automatically assume that you're stupid. They're going to assume that we're all not like you, Lauren. That we're just going to buy everything they say and never think twice about anything they're telling us. And that we're not going to do our due diligence somewhere or another or be observant of what they're trying to do. In fact, you and me both have had an issue without giving any names. You and me know that we've been dealing with a narcissist in the chats that we've been at over at Trilogy Media. And we're starting to see exactly how some people do this type of manipulation. This guy that, that we're talking about, he tried to be friendly with you and me. And 
I personally thought he was a good guy at first until I saw what his true intentions were. And then you started to see his true intentions as well as everybody else. And that's how powerful first impressions can be. If you really try to make a good one, but you don't have sincere intentions, then that shows that you're not a genuine person. That shows that you're more interested in trying to get people to join you, to side with with you rather than do something good for everybody. Oh, for yeah. sure, like all the people going around saying they're Kid Rock? Oh, definitely. Mm. Definitely as well, Christian. When you're dealing with people in general, the best thing to do is to be sincere. Don't pretend to be somebody that you're not. Exactly. I would like to share some stories too about some of my experiences of first impressions gone wrong. The first impression does stick for life, but if their attitude and their personality changes after that first impression, that can sometimes be stronger than the first impression, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, um, but you've got to be careful as well because they could change for a short period of time and then they could change back. But unlike you, if they, if they prove they can change like after the first couple of impressions and they stick to that, it's fine. But you need to be careful as well because say like they're nice for a short period of time. After that, they can be a narcissist or whatever again. Lauren, you just described exactly the story that I was going to share. This is what happened with me. What happened with me was back when I was in college, I had to take an internship class. And the internship class had a requirement of having to actually take an internship. Otherwise, there was no class. Makes sense, right? Yeah. So, so what happened was I go ahead and I sign up to go do my internship with this local company. When I go in for my interview, I'm being very kind to everybody. I'm showing interest that I want to work there. And my boss is being incredibly friendly and he seems enthusiastic about having me on board the company. Wow. So I go ahead and I get started working there. I ended up working for one of the worst people I could ever work for. He was very friendly to me when I first joined, but given about a few more weeks into this internship, and I was there for three months, by the way, I realized that I can't stand working for this guy. He, he's insulting me daily. He's not so friendly anymore. He, he was just always talking about how bad this was or how bad that was, and I don't know what happened. Whenever he started criticizing my work, he just started talking about how bad, how bad I was at this job. So... Eventually, it got to the point to where he actually told me, get this done or you're out of here. And he was just being really rude about it. I was about ready to just leave. Back then, I was, I was more of a pushover. I wasn't the type of guy I am now where I just go ahead and tell people how I feel. You can see where this went. He went from being a friendly guy to being outright rude. When I decided I had enough of him, I decided that I was going to go ahead and resign so I could focus on finishing school because keep in mind I'm still in school at this point and I need to finish my coursework to graduate. Okay, I have a question. What type of um, work was this? It was website designing. Okay. Yep, the same exact thing I'm doing now under CDG in a much better environment. Okay, I was just curious. Now this was a long time ago and I must say that my skill set wasn't as good back then as it is now. But the thing about it is that on the day that I decided that I wanted to resign from the job, my boss already beat me to it. He already told me that I was fired. The day that I was going to resign, I didn't tell him I was going to resign. I didn't give any, any telltale signs or hints that I wanted to leave. He just let me go that day. And on the inside, I jumped for joy. I wanted to leave and never see this creep ever again. He was narcissistic. 
He was just a hard to please type. He didn't like any of the stuff I made. He felt that I didn't get anything done on time for that one project. Why didn't I get anything done on time? Because he just couldn't be pleased. I would deliver stuff every day and he just wouldn't be pleased with it. And on top of that, he never let me interact with any clients. How am I supposed to know what clients want if I can't talk to them directly? So that's his fault. That's his fault. That's not my fault. I would have had something beautiful and done on time if he would just let me interact with the clients. I wasn't there to please him. I was there to please the people who pay him. And he didn't understand that. So his narcissism, his narcissism is the reason why I couldn't get anything done. So regardless if he fired me or not, I was going to resign that day anyway. Mm. It well, came as a blessing, man. Oh, it all worked out then. It worked out. But you could see how a first impression can can be powerful, but the, the but the subsequent personality that shows up later from that person can be even more powerful sometimes. Yeah. Some people are just nice as a front. Then they're yeah. when you get to know someone or you spend more time with them on a regular basis, that's when their true colors come. I've heard that people's true personalities come out of them when nobody else is watching or when they're in private. I'm pretty sure he doesn't act like this in, when he's out in public in front of everybody. He didn't know me when he yeah, first met me. <laughs> that's what I was about to say, too. Sometimes it's when you guys are stuck together. They, like a family trip or something. Then you guys are like, oh, no, I can't deal with this person or that, blah, blah, blah. That woman I mentioned at the beginning, um, she was too nice and too nice at first. And then... Um, when I um when she started to show her true colours, I alienated myself from her. Well, that's how she worded it. She um said in court to a judge that I alienated myself from her, and the judge said that damn good. He, I can't remember how he wor worded it, but he said I can't blame her. He said mm -hmm. I would do exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> so I think I did that to a couple people as well. <laughs> and that's narcissism at its finest, um, causing someone. Um, grief for no reason and then um, what's it called slagging them off for um, alienating you that's narcissism <laughs> And I hope that you can also retain the story for a future show because we are going to have a show later on, possibly within a month or now no, from this. Forget. I'll never forget that story. <laughs> because we're going to have a future show sometime soon about narcissism and how it's toxic in the workplace. I mean, we're kind of already talking about that now. It's toxic anywhere in life, not just the workplace. Yes, yes. Narcissism is not a good thing to have in any... It's not good for anybody to be narcissistic, but again, we're going to save that for a future show because I have a lot to talk about with that, too. Cool. And we've all had these bad experiences with people who, had, who delivered good first impressions the first time we met them. I have another story, too. Uh, this one's a quicker one, but you can see my point from it about how first impressions can easily destroy yeah. a relationship with somebody. I wanted to share a story about how a very bad first impression can instantly destroy a relationship that you could possibly have with somebody. This also dates back to when I was in college. This actually comes from my very first week of being in college. I get to school, right? And I need to speak to an advisor about dropping a class. It's early in the morning and I, at this point I don't really know where I need to go and the hallways are kind of dark. So I go into the admissions office to ask for help. I walk in there asking for help and I'm calling out and I don't hear anybody responding back to me. A security guard walks into the room 
And she's not very friendly at all. She's like, what do you need? I said, I need to speak to an advisor. She goes, no one's supposed to be in here. And she says it in a very snarky voice. And then I, and I just leave the room. Somebody actually comes out and tells me where I need to go. Finally, after the wow. stupid security guard interrupts to begin with. So I go upstairs and I go find the person I need. I didn't say anything more to the security guard. She was already being rude to begin with. And that's the problem. People think that because they have this false sense of authority that they can just be rude to people. I mean, she had every right to check and see why I was there. But she could have been more friendlier about it, especially since I was a student at the school and not just some random Joe Schmo who walked in. So let me, let me get to the point of the story now. I never spoke to this guard again. That was her first impression that she gave to me, and it was a sour one. I never said one word to her again. I didn't even say hi to her when I walked into the building. I mean, I never said hi to her whenever I saw her again walking into the building. I never spoke to her again. I thought she was that rude. She eventually left. And a new security guard came in, and me and him became really good friends for a while. We talked about everything between classes, talked about family, we talked about what we were going to do on the weekend. He became a friend of mine for a while. You see what I mean? She soured her first impression. Her replacement gave me a good first impression. Mm -hmm. Wow. What, what are your opinions on that experience? Just because you're a security guard does not mean you have the right to be rude. Some Too many people... I am security guards, they think they are better than you, so they'll just think they can control everyone. They think they're cops. That's the problem. And they're not cops. But And here's the point of the story, though. Because she gave me a bad first impression, I never wanted to talk to her again. But, but because this new guy gave me a very good first impression over how friendly but still strict he was, me and him became good friends and we talked for a while up to when I graduated. You know, we didn't see each other anymore after I left, but me and him had a good relationship for a while and I liked him. That showed you how there's a good way to treat people and a bad way to treat people. First impressions do count and I take first impressions very, very seriously. Yeah, those who are um, kind to you but firm at the same time, but still nice. You, in a way, you can trust them because you know that they won't take crap off people. They're kind, but their kindness isn't a weakness. Right. That makes sense. Right. That's true. Kindness is always a good thing to have. It's always a good quality to have. There's a time to be strict and a time to be nice. Now, me personally, I tend to be very stern with people. I tend to be very stern and versus friendly first, especially when I know that the person I'm talking to has the ability to rip me off or lie to me. And I've had other experiences about that too. We're going to now talk about how first impressions count in the business world and how first impressions can destroy a business if it does not give a good first impression. How would you say you guys get a good first impression of any business? Is, does, is it based on how employees treat you or is it based on reviews you see online about the place you're about to patronize? Tell me, what, how do you feel about that? What do you predicate your first impression on? Is it reviews that were left online? Is it based on how you were treated? I've reviews online before I go to a place, but you, um, what's it called? You get an idea of the place, whether it's clean, tidy organized how the staff approach you mm -hmm. um some staff members they'll come up to you and ask you what you want 
And yet, you go on that, does that make sense? Yes, yes, those are all correct answers. Those are main factors that we should all look oh, for. Oh, definitely. And uh, Chef Jay, being that you're a chef, what what do you have mm-hmm. to say about this in terms of the I, restaurant I, I go on, I go on with Lauren's side. It's pretty much how clean the place is and stuff. And, like, for me, it'd be, like, the quality of their food and stuff like that, too. That would yeah. matter. Right. Sometimes restaurants, you can't see what's behind the, other than, like, the where the, the actually, I want to say where the people are and stuff, like, behind the kitchen. That's kind of a different atmosphere. That's true. A lot of things to hide back there. <laughs> and a lot of funny things happen, but that's not really the first impressions. The first impression is when you walk into the place, you're like, is this place designed well? Does it look good? You know, or if you're going to a company like, uh, I don't know, for maybe game design or something, like you want to see what they have done in the past, like games they have created or movies they made and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That would be your first impression for a company. Right. If people like what they see, they're going to keep coming back to you for more business. Definitely. Or even if you're, a, you know, a movie editor or a producer or somebody, they want to see your credentials and that would can be considered your uh, first impression, I would say. Like your portfolio. It is. Portfolios are key to those types of businesses. And for CDG, for example, we have a portfolio in our website where people can look at all our past projects. Or we want to give our potential customers a taste of what they can get if they do business with us. That's why we have that in there. That also shows legitimacy. You're not just saying you specialize in these services but don't have the proof for it. you got to have proof to show that you can actually provide said services. Yeah, and not only proof, but the quality of the services they provide. Exactly. For some companies, they struggle to project a good image because they have salespeople that are too aggressive and too predatory. For example, I'm sure you guys may have seen this, but when you go to the mall and you see all those kiosks selling, selling jewelry or selling skincare products or cosmetics... They can be pretty predatory. They like to stop random people passing by and they try to tell you why you should buy this product. And what they'll do, and this is what I've noticed based on personal experience, they'll stop you, they'll be very friendly with you and they'll compliment you on something that you're wearing or or they'll make small talk with you. And then they'll try to talk to you about the product that they're trying to sell. They'll put it in your hand and then they'll actually take your, your debit card if you have it out already. You shouldn't have it out, but some people do have it out. They'll take it from you and they won't give it back to you until you agree to buy the product. That's a horrible first impression. That's predatory. That's how you scare people off from never wanting to conduct business with you again. That's terrible. That's rude, no matter how friendly it sounds. And I don't get how these companies are able to get away with this. It's horrible. These people don't have the money to spend on the products that they're trying to sell you to, to begin with. That's probably why, like, a couple months later, that founder's not there anymore. I've noticed that, too. I've noticed that those kiosks disappear after a short time. They're not making money because they're being too aggressive. Yeah. The reason why they're not getting more business or more repeat customers or why they didn't make a customer out of out of one that they'll never see again to begin with because they gave a bad first impression. They were too aggressive. They were too interested in taking that person's money instead of showing product benefits. You could do all the demonstrations in the world and they do this with the hand creams and stuff that they sell at these kiosks but their their main goal is just to sell the product to get the commission. That's why they're so aggressive about it. Oh, it's definitely. Like if you're like, having a bad 
sorry, if you're having a bad day as well, you've got to be careful how you give off an impression to some people. Even if you're, it's just a bad day and you're actually a really nice person and really good at customer service, etc. They will judge you on that and they'll never see you again and they'll advise people not to come to your business or whatever. So it's so important, even if you're having a bad day, to try and make a good impression. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, you always got to keep your head up high. In the business world, a bad impression could be the difference between conducting business tomorrow or going out of business tomorrow. It only takes one bad impression to completely destroy your image. And speaking of this, sometimes people try too hard, especially in the business world, to be people that they're not. You know what I mean? They may be nice to you when they're conducting business, but if you make them mad, they'll go off on you right back without even worrying about being fired. I've seen videos on YouTube of employees at McDonald's or similar fast food restaurants who snap at the customer because, simply because they didn't want to do their job. Dude, we, yeah, we, we're, all, we're all human in the end, you know, we all have feelings and stuff, so. That's true. Sometimes you, you, go to, you go to attack somebody, like, for company reasons, but you're just really attacking that person, and that person has nothing to do with the company. Exactly. Like they're just a, they're, oh, they're just a little, little minion or something working, and the people higher up are the mm. main people you really should be attacking. Exactly. Yeah, that's so true. Because yeah. usually the upper management is the root to the problem, but in some cases it is the frontline workers too. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there's a lot of people there, but usually the frontline workers are like kids or teenagers and stuff, and they don't know any better. Uh, oh, and an easy way to find out um, how someone is, because I found this out a lot, especially online. Like, if you talk to someone, if you become friends with them or whatever, as soon as you um, act firm or something or just say anything, they can quickly turn into the devil. And sometimes it's a blessing because you think, wow, the rubbish just took itself out, you know, because... I don't know, and it's like, it makes you think, what if you didn't do that, and you were nice to them, and didn't know, deep down, they were a narcissist or whatever? If that makes sense, it's hard to explain. Yes, I, I understand what you mean, because it all depends on who you're representing. If you're representing a company, and you decide to be rude, your rudeness reflects on the whole company while you're their agent. Yeah, you're part of the company when they hire you. Exactly. When you're in your uniform, wearing your name badge, and you're on the front line serving the public at this company that you work for, you represent it. If you're rude, your customers are going to think everybody in that company is rude too. If you deliver bad service, they're going to think that's a problem with the whole company. For example, you go to a restaurant, maybe one day you go and all the food is, is good, but the next day you go it's bad. Chances are they're going to remember the bad experience more versus the good. Yeah, I have a lot oh, for of... Sure. Well, I suffer complex PTSD anyway. I've been diagnosed with it. But, and I've had it pretty it's much up. all my life. And I probably will have it all my life. It's curable. If I don't trust anybody, you know, grabbing the food for you. Get it, they'll be like green bananas or something. You'll be like, it's what like the heck? Local... I need that banana right now. Like, yeah, the local supermarket moldy um, peppers and stuff before so. If yeah, I see, don't you want to pick those out yourself? I I usually I don't buy too much fresh stuff if I'm ordering from them. I buy a lot of frozen stuff, whether wow. it's veg, 
whatever. Well, you gotta get out some more, man. You gotta get out some more. with my health condition. I, 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 know, know. I know, I know, I know, I hear you, I hear you. So, Chef, Chef Jay, I have a question for you. It sounds like that oh, your, your first impression with ordering groceries online was a bad one. I never ordered groceries online. Because uh, you said, because you were talking about how they, they get all the moldy fruit. I would fruit. never, I would never order groceries I'd like. Even the curbside pickup, I would never do that. It's worse. It's just like first impressions. If you go in there and, you, you know, you order curbside pickup and you get some rotten tomatoes or something that's not ripe and it's just mm -hmm. throw off your whole order. Yeah. Especially if you need that order tonight and you need to make a meal tonight and then you're like, oh my God, this is crazy exactly yeah luckily i have a grocers across the mm. road sometimes you just can't sometimes you just can't trust people and you have to do it yourself yeah. yeah if if i ordered groceries online i don't i don't do online grocery shopping but if i did and i got moldy bananas and spoiled meat sure. or sour milk i'm never doing it again well, yeah some things like fruit and veg i'll buy across the road where but like online i won't order fresh fruit and veg they do sell frozen fruits and vegetables and stuff which is great for my smoothies online oh yeah uh, another thing i want to say is if you try to order a steak from online you're not going to find the right marbling or the right you know it's not there's oh, no way in heck you have to do it yourself yeah i had a good rump steak the other week turned up from online shopping Ooh. so i blocked that i thought oh, is it going to be out of date or shall i risk <laughs> it now, he has a good date on it so i that risk was worth it <laughs> yeah you can always freeze it or something oh yeah yeah i freeze everything man i get bad first impressions whenever i go to a store and I see that they have the meat that is the oldest getting ready to expire or is expired up front. You know what I mean? They always do that. They usually put it on sale. They're trying to get rid of it. But I mean, sometimes if you really look it over, you could use that for something and save a lot of money. True. You what can I use it like as soon as you get it. I've seen this. I don't know if it was on a TV program about dodgy sellers and stuff like that. But in supermarkets, some supermarkets, um, a piece of steak, for example, can be like a couple of days out of date, but they do something to it. I don't know if they like put some like something on it or if they inject it to make yes, it look. Yes, yes. Like there's a lot of tricks that there's a lot of tricks that they do, and I don't think you guys want yeah. to hear about it. Yeah, they do it in the UK as well. And there was some documentary yes. on that. Yes, yes. It's really bad. It's really bad. That's the store trying to make a better first impression about these products they're trying to sell. They're hoping that you'll be glad that they gave you a discount on it, but when in reality you're buying something you probably don't want to buy. Yeah, exactly. Big meat. I never buy meat um, if it's due to go out a date the same day. Yes, and I'll give you guys another tip. Do never buy a piece of meat that's been marinated or anything like that. Oh, I rarely do that. But because yeah. they, they take the, the meat that's starting to go bad and they'll marinate it and then they'll try to sell it again. Yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. When, um, yeah, what don't, I mentioned. Don't do that, guys. That's a yeah. bad first impression right there. And mm -hmm. CVS lost my trust when I found out that some of their locations were trying to sell spoiled milk rather than throwing it away. Yeah, like how's that really gonna happen? You take it home. Oh my god. It's against the law the green too. It is. The green across the road from me—they're constantly selling out of date stuff, and I'm constantly having to say to them. That this is out of date. They could just go across there, <laughs> but a lot of the items they do have that are out of date, so I have to fear because I've made the mistake of not checking the date, and now I'm really OCD about checking dates on things. 
I hate wasting. So yeah, but when um sometimes I just have to say to them at the till, oh, this is out of date, that's out of date. Definitely. Out of date yeah. products and bad products in general is only one of the common causes of bad first impressions. What happens when you go to a store and almost all the employees are outright rude to you to begin with? I know that this is common with Costco. The door people they have are usually rude. They don't really say pleases or thank you. If you're not a member, they're not going to smile at you or even help you if you try to go in there to get a membership. They just don't want you there nearby. Yeah, I went to Costco once when I was in college or tried to, and the guy at the door said you needed a membership to go in, and, you know, that's okay. But he wasn't friendly about that's not, it. That's not technically true. He wasn't friendly about it. That, there's some things that you can buy in these membership clubs, like alcohol and other things like that, where you don't need a membership to buy them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or you could just walk in and be like, I'm going to the service desk. You go, the doorman was not friendly at all. I mean, okay. what happened was that we, didn't, me and my friend just wanted to go in to browse a store. We were on lunch between classes, right? And what happened was that this, this doorman wasn't friendly at all. When he said we needed memberships to go in, he just said it in kind of a very upset voice. And he didn't smile. He looked like he did not want us there. So that turned me off from Costco for good. I will never go into one. Sam's Club will always get my business, but never Costco. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Sam's Club, too. Like, they shut down around here, and it was pretty bad. I had my um, contacts from them, and they just closed their store and saying, where's your contacts? You have to drive to this store that's like 100 miles away. Yeah. I was, like, I was just like, no more Sam's Club. They don't even want to send you a call or anything. That's kind of a bad, uh, not first impression, but that's just a bad impression. Years ago, um, this was when my youngest, just not long after my youngest, my eldest, sorry, my eldest was born. So this was about nearly 14 years ago. Um, and I was in um, Tesco's in a different town to where I live. And my eldest daughter's sperm donor, he, his best friend was working as a security guard and he seen that I paid for my items I left the building but then some other security guard came up to me saying I stole from there but I, I hadn't I proved to him I didn't steal and it, this guy just decided to lie and say he thought I was stealing when he knew I wasn't and it put me off at the time ever going there because he works worked there at the time mm-hmm that's a horrible first impression you knew you paid for your items you had your receipt to show that you had proof right and they still thought you stole yeah if I wouldn't go back to a store like that either in fact if I was in your position I would have called corporate and I would have told them what happened and I would have made sure that that one security guard was fired yeah, because I had a young type baby as well, so he obviously thought he could take advantage and manipulate me. Yeah. Because obviously when you have a baby, like, your hormones are everywhere, and you're likely to get, be more vulnerable than others, and, yeah, I just feel like he wanted to do that to piss me off or something, to get me worried. He was probably on a power trip. He just thought it would make himself feel big with that fake toy badge of his to bully you. Remember, as I said numerous times, security guards are not police. They can't do anything but call the police if they suspect somebody is stealing. Your overall first impression from going there was very, very negative, and I can't blame you for never wanting to go back. I wouldn't go back, and I read online that when stores and other places like this have unfriendly guards, 
it can damage business because that's the first impression you get when you go there. If the first contact you make with someone at any business is a negative one or a rude one like yours was, then that's bad for business. That's basically the business saying they don't care if they get repeat customers or not or if they stay in business. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about how first impressions are very, very strong in the business world when it comes to client business relationships and that's what this leads into when you go into a business for the first time looking to get a certain service the first thing that you're going to want to do is be tactful towards the other person when i say tactful i mean first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to make sure as a business owner you're tactful towards your clients when i deal with my clients for the first time i shake their hands I ask them how they're doing and I take out my notebook and I start taking notes when I ask them what their specific needs are and what problems they want to solve. And that helps me understand how my services can help fix their problems. That's the type of good first impression every business needs to give. They shouldn't be aggressive or salesy. They need to pay attention to what their clients want. A bad example of a business who does this would be those mall kiosks I told you about. They don't care about the customer's needs. They just want to land a commission. They just want to sweet talk you into buying something so that they can get money from you. Versus a company like mine or a similar company out there that are very customer centric. Before you even ask a customer for money, you need to sit down with them. You need to fact find. You need to find out what you need from them in terms of information. You need to know what what are their goals? What are their problems? How can your services solve those problems? And then once you know the answers to those questions, you can start talking to the customer about which of your services will be the answer to their problems. Versus when you compare it to those mall kiosks, they're not doing that. They're just telling you, this is what you get from this and this and this. Buy it from me. Just buy it from me. Don't ask questions. Just buy it from me. Not customer-centric. That's just selfish. Versus when I conduct business with a client, I want to know what their needs are. I don't expect them to give me any money until they understand what they're getting and that they know that my products and services are going to help them. Yeah, everyone needs a Christian in their lives. <laughs> 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 Just wish that there were more, Christ- well, more of you in this world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's only one Christian and we know him. Yeah. We got him. I think you guys are one of a kind too. If you both didn't give me good first impressions when I first met y'all, we wouldn't be friends right now. Think of that. Yes, uh, these, these are virtual first impressions too. Exactly. We haven't met in person yet. Maybe we should uh, do a meeting set up sometime. Maybe one day. That'd be awesome. You can see how powerful first impressions are in ev- in everyday life. When when we all got together for Trilogy Media for the first time, the reason why I stuck around for so long is because the family feel gave me a good first impression. Everybody, yeah. none of us are related by blood and none of us know each other in person. But we have that strong family type bond, and that's what keeps us going back to those streams every single day, every week. And I love the loyalty of them as well, because some people, if you've got an issue with someone off a different YouTube account or whatever, and that person from Trilogy is following that account, they'll unfollow it. They'll be on your side. And it's just great how like there's so much support from some of the they say blood is thicker than water and even though none of us are related by blood 
in spirit we are because we're family. Yeah. We're water. I we're all human. Think, I often <laughs> think I'd love to live on an, like somewhere in a town where it's just all the people I like around, all the good people, and then just leave the other people wherever. Right. Yeah, man. Like I was brought up in the olden days where you're supposed to treat people how they want to treat you. The golden yeah, well, rule. That's, what. that's the golden rule. If people, if people treat that's the bad, I'm going to treat the bad. So you treat people how you want to be treated. If you treat them like shit, you want to be treated like shit. You know? That's where the first impressions come in because sometimes people are yeah. manipulative and then they'll be like, oh, we'll treat you really nice and you treat them really nice and they come back and they stab you in the back or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I had, I've had another experience like that also in the workforce. Before I started CDG, I worked for a small, a small company that specialized in different financial services. And you could say I was bait and switched because at the time... My boss was nice to me. It seemed like it was going to be a very promising thing for my career. And I went ahead and took the job. Now, what ended up happening later was that there was too much office politics going on. My boss was always paying us late. He was always very manipulative. Like, he knew that I, that I was starting to lose interest in working there. And when I finally told him that I was quitting, mainly because I was tired of him always lying to me about certain things and also about not paying us on time, he started panicking. He didn't want to lose the only slave boy he had in the office to do this menial work he didn't want to do. But the damage was done. Something that, something that worries me about Amazon, um, because um, when I went to put a um, review on Google about a certain... Amazon warehouse, all ex um, employees were putting bad reviews about how they never got paid when it was payday and stuff, and how Amazon never paid them. And so I think, because often with Amazon logistics and Amazon in general, they have a lot of like foreign people working there. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that they're just taking advantage and using them as slaves most of the time because of the reviews I've seen online of um, ex-employees saying they never got paid, etc. That's sad. That's terrible. I think what the reason why that happens is because there's an implied first impression. People think that because Amazon is a big company and they're known for their customer service that they're automatically going to be good towards all their workers. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, these are Sometimes status gives off implied positive vibes. We think that because they're big and successful, nothing can go wrong internally and that everybody who works there is good. It's not true. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, especially companies. When you apply for a job and you go into a job interview, you want to give off a very good first impression. You want to make sure that you're dressed appropriately, you have questions on hand, and that you're listening to everything your hiring manager is talking to you about, right? But sometimes, yeah. the, while the hiring manager might give a very good first impression to make the possible candidate want to work there should they get offered a job after the interview, things usually don't get ugly till after they get hired and they're working under their supervisor who turns out to be a far cry from the person who hired them to begin with. That's another example of first impressions being good, but the subsequent actions after it being negative. Mm. And it's sad. What you said about Amazon, my experience with the last company I worked for, I mean, all of that is a reason why I, I'm a business owner now. You could say that my first impression of the corporate world was just so bad and so toxic that I never want to go back and I just want to dedicate my life to running CDG and any other businesses that I might start in the future. Oh yeah. yeah. 
well because you don't have to worry about getting up early to go out to work you can just do it at your own pace at home exactly <laughs> exactly because no one over your head there's no one over your head telling you what to do you know what to do yourself your own pace that's not necessarily true. Your clients are your bosses now. That's true. That's true. But they're not that's your true, employers, right. though. They don't own you like your employers do. Yeah. That's the difference. You always have bosses in life no matter what. It just depends on whether or not you have the right bosses. I had all the wrong bosses working for other companies. But as a business owner, I have bosses that are respectful and people that I enjoy being around every day. My current clients gave me such a great first impression that... I still do business with them to this day. Some clients are not retention clients because they don't they don't require your services after they purchase from you initially. And that's okay. That doesn't mean I think negative of them. They just didn't need our services, so I can't force them to keep spending money here. They got what they needed and they and they moved on. Some clients have been with us since day 1. That's because we gave them a good first impression and more importantly, they gave us a very good first impression. We love our clients and we want to see them thrive. They do become friends after you know them for a while. Yeah. And it's nice when that happens, you know, when you find people you can actually trust and rely on. Exactly. That's true. Trust is a big deal in the corporate world. If they can't trust you, they're not going to buy from you. You need to show that you're on time. You're exceeding, not just meeting customer expectations. That's also important, too. And also, transparency is also key, too. You don't want to be hiding stuff from people. Some companies are very shady about that. They'll charge you for stuff that you don't know you're being charged for until you look at your, your bank or your credit card statements. That's very bad. Transparency is key. In our contracts, we outline stuff that clients can choose if they want them, but we're not going to charge them for it if they didn't ask for it. You know, additional add-on services and stuff like that. Yeah. I've actually had clients who don't read the contract and how do I know this? Because they're asking about why certain charges are being mentioned in the contract. Now, I put in red, yeah. I put in big red letters, you are not being charged for these services unless you request them. They didn't read the red print. Or they just read, you do, and that's it. <laughs> right, they just agreed to it without reading it. So I make it a general rule for myself now. When I conduct business, I go over that contract with them line by line. It seems like that I'm treating them like children, but that's because I want to make sure that they understand that I care about being transparent and I want them to understand what they're getting before they sign it. Yeah. Sometimes as well, people do read this stuff, but they like to act like um, you're wrong and they're right. I've actually had some experiences with, with people like that before. It was more in the corporate world versus me as a business owner. But I have had to turn away a few people because they, they thought it would be okay to try to haggle with me. And that's, you know, haggling is unprofessional. Negotiating is professional. Haggling, and, and we're going to save this for another show because I want to do a whole show on negotiation later. But haggling it gives a bad first impression. It shows that they're more interested in what's in it for them versus what's in it for you. Basically a win-lose situation. There should be no win-lose situations. Every situation in business should be a win-win. The business is benefiting, and more importantly, the client is benefiting. Hagglers are, are people who, who, who are interested in what's in it for them and nobody else. They, they don't care if the company they're buying from takes a cut and has to do extra work for less money. They don't. 
That's a haggler. A negotiator is someone who sits down, is professional, and y'all talk things out to where y'all both agree and then conduct business. That's a negotiator. Yeah. That's an awesome movie, too. I would like to go ahead and close the show. So I'm, I'm going to open the floor up to you guys now to talk about... To, to go ahead and chime in on anything that I've said, what would you guys like to talk about in terms of the stuff I said? It's an open discussion now. I, I you worry about people and their first impressions is all I want to say. It matters a lot, but sometimes it doesn't in the same context. You got to see what their true intentions are. Very true. Yeah. I would say that first impressions are more important in the business world versus other areas, but in general, they play a very key role in and how people see you. If you don't give that good first impression, it can be damaging. People need to understand that. Definitely, yeah. when you first meet somebody, you have to set that bar kind of high. And if you don't meet those expectations, and the farther you know, you work those people, then you're kind of um, up shit street there. Pretty much, yes. I explained to you how powerful some of those negative and positive first impressions that I went through had on me. And Lauren, you shared some stories too that were beyond powerful. Yeah. When people are in power, like to show that they are in power, that's how they give bad first impressions. Like we talked about bad bosses, we've talked about cops, security guards, and other people who in general are, have authority. They stress it too much to the point to where they appear to be toxic people that nobody wants to be around. Once again, I'd like to thank you both for joining me on the show today. It's always a pleasure. You both always have some great insights to share. And this is advice that everybody should take to heart. Whether you're in the business world or not, first impressions matter. And they can be very powerful. Always remember, though, there's, a, there's always a window of opportunity to change. The good book wants us to forgive people when, when they trespass against us. We need to remember that despite somebody giving us a bad first impression, we need to remember that they're human too. And if they change their attitude later to where they're friendlier with you, that bad first impression shouldn't be as toxic versus when they gave it to you for the first time. Definitely. It's easy to forgive if, if, um, if it's just a bad day for them and they aren't really that bad person. Exactly. Exactly. I thank you all both for joining me on the show. I look forward to hearing from you in the next one. Thanks, Christian. Yeah. Till next time.